ho, ho, ho. Merry Mouse Vent. Thank you for downloading today's offering. Please, Adam, do share the listener's advice. Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to all of you who are probably a little bit confused at the fact that you've just heard the introduction to Mouse Vent, followed by the introduction to Disney Brit. Well, that's because we can buy a turn one. This is uh, what? What day are we on? What day are we on, Alan? Is this the seventeenth? The 17th day of Mousefent. The 17th. Is it because we we call them in order, obviously? Uh, This is the 17th day of Mousefent, and we are bringing you a Disney Brit episode just for Mousefent. But it's just me and Alan this week, isn't it, Alan? Yeah. Nobody else is joining us. Chris is, um, he's out at a disco. Yes, uh, not not dancing at a disco. He's out at a disco in the sense that he's DJing at a disco. So you've just got me and you've got Alan this evening as we're going to talk about loads of things Disney. Uh, so thank you for joining us. We've got loads of stuff again this week. We're going to be bringing you some of the news headlines, 3x3 three three, again, as we call it. Um, and then we're going to, uh, we've got a little bit of discussion uh, to do with, um, well, a little bit to do with... Uh, the top 10 things that we like to eat in the parks but also our kind of as we're, we're trying to do mouse fence as a hints and tips thing this year we've got a segment on disney do nots which we're going to be bringing to you as well so uh, loads of bits and pieces there um and uh, i suppose we should uh, get on with the show yeah, yeah would that no make problem. sense right in that case it's time for some news Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Right, let's get into our Disney 3x3 three three then. So our news for today is... Alan. Bert and Mary are in the UK. But, well, literally. Uh, I've got Animal Kingdom Fast Pass Plus tryout as well as the new Memory Maker section of Fast Pass Plus. So there are three bits of news for today. So, Alan, why don't you start uh, start off with uh, what's going on with Bert and Mary in the UK? No problems. Well, uh, as, as you all know, Bert and Mary own a nice little uh, corner shop in Yorkshire. Bert and Mary. Lovely. They love stuff. Aye. That's clearly offending everyone. Yeah, uh, well, that's all our Yorkshire listeners switched off anyway. <laughs> There's been a blackout on the map. Um, now, actually, what's happened is, the, as part of the limited time magic, you can now go and meet up with Mary Poppins and Bert for just one week, and it is next week, or this week that you're listening to this, hopefully. Um, you're invited over to Epcot to meet the duo and yep. get photographs with them for this limited time magic. Now, you will have probably seen Mary Poppins around the parks before. Yes. But 
obviously now you've got Bert. I haven't really seen Bert around. For the I, I vaguely remember seeing him in a parade. But that's you never get a chance to meet him, do you? No, no, I don't, I don't ever remember kind of getting a chance to meet him, which means someone's had to perfect their English accent, which I'm hoping they perfected better than they perfected the Scottish Merida accent uh, when she appeared in the parks. Better than Dick Van Dyke did it. <laughs> I don't know about. Uh, have you seen Saving Mr. Banks yet? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's interesting uh, when you see that that um, uh, PL Travers' vehement sort of dislike for uh, Dick Van Dyke and what an appalling <laughs> that idea that was. It's quite interesting. Oh, he, he's a good cockney. A cockney, yeah, he is a good cockney. Um, but yeah. When you, when you think that a lot of the, the Disney films were actually filmed in the UK, some of the early stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why couldn't they get a British person? Well, they got because got Julie Andrews. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, but Dick, uh, Julie Andrews wasn't famous at the time. Julie Andrews was doing a play in London, and and um, Walt Disney saw her in it and went backstage, demanded to meet her, and asked her to play the part of Mary Poppins. That's kind of how that came about. A bit sort of how he went about getting the story as well. As a, yeah, a little bit. As a Dick Van Dyke, um, he's just famous, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know what else he was in before then. I, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a very good question. I'm not really up on my Dick Van Dyke history. All I know is he did. Mary Poppins did very well, and then went straight to diagnose his murder. So, uh, what happened in, his, in the 50 years between those two? I'm not quite sure. Um, the other thing, what you're going to be able to get from meeting up with Mary Poppins and Bert, yeah. is a double-sided poster. Ooh. Now, the double-sided poster, there is a link to it. On uh, the magic limited time magic website, and you can see both sides of the poster. On one side, there's a big, massive advert for the Mary Poppins being released on Blu-ray on the yep. 10th of December, obviously last week. And also, it's the other, the front of it is advertising Saving Mr. Bank coming to the coming to theaters on the 20th of December. Well, it's already out in Britain, but yes, uh, certainly in the US, it's coming out very, very soon. You have to see it. You must see it. And um, if it wasn't for the fact that it's got front written on it and back written on it, you can print your own copies of it off. It's not really got front and back written on it. It has, it has. No. Oh, so man, that, that's, that's how I know that the Saving Mr. Banks is the front and uh, <laughs> Mary Poppins is the back. There you go then. So uh, that's what's happening over in Epcot. Um, staying uh, within the parks, and we're talking a little bit about this FastPass Plus idea. We've talked about this a lot. We've talked about the magic bands and everything that's going on. And uh, as of, or starting on December the 18th, which is this coming uh, Wednesday, you'll be, if you go to the Magic, to the Animal Kingdom, sorry, they're going to be testing out the new FastPass Plus system for everyone staying off-site and uh, those staying on site as well during the test the regular fast pass tickets are not going to be available so this is going to be an absolute nightmare for cast members who are going to be still at the front <laughs> of the park going right we're trying a new system out this is how it works it's basically giving guests the choice to use fast pass plus or the standby line now non-resort guests are going to be able to make a fast pass plus reservation uh will not be able to do it ahead of time they're going to do it at the my disney experience kiosks within the park but obviously if you are doing it uh, as a resort guest then you're going to be able to still do it ahead of time as well they'll uh, say visit the fast pass plus kiosks and make the reservation on the day that they visit magic bands will not be available to non-resort guests but instead, you're going to get an RFID-enabled ticket, uh, which will allow you to use a FastPass Plus kiosk and the touch centres and all that sort of stuff. Um, guests will continue to be able to make advanced reservations, as we've already said, through My Disney Experience, and will still use the current testing system of three FastPass Plus reservations for that particular day. 
So the attractions that are going to be available through FastPass Plus are the following. Uh, the character greetings at Adventures Outpost, Expedition Everest, Dinosaur, Festival of the Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, Carly River Rapids, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Primeval World, and It's Tough to Be a Bug. And if you're wondering where you can go to make these... Um, these reservations then you can go to the following kiosks which are at Carly River Rapids the uh, Primeval World Expedition Everests outside the Disney Outfitters and outside the Service Centre located at Creature Comforts so they're now spreading as far as uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom with regards to this Fast Pass rollout so uh, it's really excited to see that's that's going I know recently uh, Disney kind of said in the news that um, that the rollout so far seems to be going extremely well which is really good news. Um, but to uh, the third bit of news, which uh, I want to share with you, which in the past couple of days Disney have announced that the My Magic Plus photo package called Memory Maker is now available. You can purchase it online and on site at your Photo Pass sales locations, but if you've got your Magic Band, you can now integrate this along with everything else. Now, the pre purchase price for uh, Memory Maker is going to be $149, and that allows you unlimited digital downloads of all the photos that are captured while you're there. To get that discount price, you're going to need to make sure you've ordered at least three days before your first image is captured. Now, if you decide to do it uh, when you arrive in the park, then it's going to cost you $199, so an extra $50 there uh, for the same experience. But it does mean that your photos are all going to be linked to your My Disney Experience account automatically. So when you swipe your Magic Band or your RFID card, there's going to be no more carrying around separate photo passes. No problem with that at all. It'll all be done through My Disney Experience. And because it's going to be done in that particular way, it also means that uh, you're going to be able to um, sort of go home, get out the My Disney Experience account, and be able to look at all the fantastic photos that you've taken on your vacation. Do you use FastPass, uh, Alan? Um, I use FastPass, um, and I, I use it sparingly, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, t- I, tend, I tend to be someone that walks past an attraction at the right time to just go into it, and, and I like using the queue, but I know Chris was quite concerned about what they were going to do for people who were stopping out of Disney property, and this seems to be pretty much what it's going to be, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be that you can go to the kiosks. This is very much like um, the system that Universal used years ago. I'm, we're talking probably uh, 2000, somewhere around that. It was it was in use, and it was only a couple of years after that they stopped using, where you would go to the kiosks in the park to get your advanced time and go off into the park to do it. So... Um, I think this is going to be the way it will work now. Uh, I think it will make a big difference. I think all FastPass kiosks will disappear uh, at the actual locations themselves. Uh, whether or not five locations is enough for FastPass Plus. I suppose if you're only making three reservations in a particular day, there's not going to be massive. Those favour for the people who haven't done the advance. Advance, yeah. Well, I think we take into consideration how many people still come in who are non-resort guests. Yeah. Uh, whether or not five is going to be enough, I suppose that's what they're going to be testing out over the next few days. But um, uh, what about Photo Pass? Have you been a big Photo Pass person? Um, I've, I've, I've used it in the past. I've I've dabbled. I'll, I'll say that my worst. Obviously, I'll say this again. I was just um, advised to pre-buy it to save some money. Yeah. So I did. I pre-bought the um, the CD option that you could buy previously. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember. Was it ninety nine dollars when I did it? Right. Okay. Could have, yeah, it sounds like a familiar figure. And um, I got twenty photographs on it. Right. And Chris told me I was doing it all wrong because 
he'd got like 3,000 photographs on his or something. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you quite went as I didn't far get as... value from money. No. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? $99? So I had to turn up at the parks, I walk past the photo pass person, and I think, oh, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm entering the park, so I want to go on a ride. Do you know you say it wasn't value for money? You yeah. paid about $4.95 a photo, so that's about the average of what you'd pay at a British theme park. Mm, I suppose that's true. Well, I've just been to the theatre and I've just spent £4 on a, um, a slush pub. Oh, there you go then. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. You, you know, you can get... you can, There's some people who will go after PhotoPass photographers and get them to take hundreds of photos because they know they've got the PhotoPass. And I suppose now you're in that position where you're not even going to have to wait for a CD anymore. It's just going to be online. You can just download them as many times as you want to, get them printed, etc. Um which would be uh, a much better way of doing it, uh, I suppose. So it's going to be sort of time-limited? A very good question. I don't know whether or not it's going to be time-limited at all. I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, To help people out, let's play a little bit of audio from Disney themselves telling us a little bit more about uh, FastPass Plus and about how it's all going to work. Here we go. It's on its way. Sometimes, one of the best parts of a Disney vacation is simply being able to capture and keep your favorite memories. So imagine a way in which an incredible variety of smiles, laughter, hugs, screams, and Disney firsts are captured almost effortlessly. A world of -of one-of-a-kind moments to treasure forever and share. That's the magic of Memory Maker. Now, everyone's in the picture. Because when you buy Memory Maker with your vacation, you won't have to worry about getting those moments. You can relax and be in them. Memories are captured by Disney PhotoPass photographers in character meetings and iconic locations, plus some candid shots and one-of-a-kind photos at select attractions. Simply use your Magic Band or PhotoPass card to connect you to hundreds of photo opportunities that flow into your My Disney Experience account. With Memory Maker, there's never been a better way to ensure that your family memories are captured for you to savor, relive, and share like magic. So there you go, that tells you a little bit more about it all. Um, just to give you some ideas where the way it works on the, the My Magic Experience, something that it hasn't done before, which is I think is really clever, is that it uh, when it comes up on your page on your My Disney Experience, it actually um, puts them in date order, so you can check where you were on what date, and it tells you what time they were taken as well. So oh, it really? kind of gives you a little bit more than it has done in the past. But um, I think it, I think it's a, another step uh, further on with regards to digital media and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? You know. Um, there's, there's one thing that it said in the video yeah. there. Um, the, you're going to be able to get more candid fo- photographs. Yeah. So I've, I've just quickly done a quick research on, on what exactly candid means. Yeah. The, the idea behind that is, is total natural sort of situation. Sort of, you're potentially walking past someone who's a photographer. Yeah. They could possibly scan you without you knowing it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So you might suddenly get these photos that you're not aware that have been taken, Um, which in a way is slightly creepy. But at the same time, (laughs) uh, (laughs) 
it's quite nice the fact that you can have some more candid photos you know imagine getting a photo of you like all walking down main street and you didn't realize it had been taken until you got back to uh back home and looked online and all the photos were there but i'm i'm really tempted this time and the reason i'm really tempted is that i am horrendous at taking photos of people um you come back from uh, a disney holiday and i'll have taken a thousand photos and 30 of them will have people in them the rest will be buildings or or, or yeah. you know characters and all that sort of stuff but I'm rubbish at actually taking photos of real people so I'm, I'm tempted to do it this time because I think it might uh, might make a massive difference to to the sort of photos I might get so um, I'll see I'll see 149 yeah. it's not too bad so I might be tempted to do it this time to see what it happens is quite pr- <laughs> it is quite pricey but it's it's that convenience isn't it which is um, the real I'm, bonus I'm I suppose I don't know. Don't know. So let's go to some uh, Walt Disney World refurbs and closures for you, just to tell you some of the things that are going on. Typhoon Lagoon is closed for another few days. Uh, that's going to be closed uh, December the 22nd. Uh, Blizzard Beach also closed until the 22nd of December. Uh, Magic Kingdom is fine, as is Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Downtown Disney has still got parking lots. H-I-J-N-K closed as well. Uh, what's going on over at uh, Disneyland Paris? Disneyland Paris has still got random closures going on for the next couple of weeks. Yep. But they're sort of very localised on actual days. I assume it's just down to low periods. I would guess uh, so. Casey Jr., the Petit Train du Cirque, is closed on the 18th. He's getting, he's getting good at that. He's getting good at that. Uh, Le Pays de Conte <laughs> Fay. <laughs> yeah. You've just got to imagine your French. Um, it's closed on the 18th to the 20th of December. Yeah. Captain Neo is closed on the 18th to the 20th of December. I thought they were getting rid of it. Um, well, I thought they were, but clearly it's not gone yet. It's just intermittently closed. Maybe that's what sort of triggered off people thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Autopia's closed for the, from the 16th to the 20th of yep. December. Um, over in Walt Disney Studios, we've got Armageddon, Le Effective Special. I've added a dirt in there. Nice. Um, it's closed the 16th to the 18th. What's, what about the 16th to the 18th? Or the 18th to the 20th? That's not quite right. Um, the tram tour is closed on the 18th to 20th. Oh. Not, not that lucky. And Cinemagique is closed from the 16th to the 20th. That's the, one of the biggest closures there. Yeah, I like Cinemagique. That's good. Four days as well. Or maybe the sword needs shining together. Uh, <laughs> right, that is all of the closures. That is all the news. We shall return in a second. And we're going to talk a little bit more about... Uh, well, it's kind of our, our mouse vent section of the show. Our Disney do not. We shall return in a second. We have visual contact. Go, go, go! <laughs> Make way for the big... Howdy, partners! Climb aboard! Carnivores versus pork bellies! You're on, old school! Your mission, get there. The all-new attraction, Toy Story Mania. It's 4D, which is one better than 3D. Oh, security! Oh. <laughs> Works every time. Now at Disney's Hollywood Studios... Dive into an amazing Epcot adventure as you board a clammobile and join your friends on a quest to find Nemo. And at Animal Kingdom, watch Nemo's story come to life on stage during a magical musical. There are two big splashy ways to find one little clownfish. The Seas with Nemo and Friends at Epcot. And Finding Nemo the Musical at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. 
gorge howdy this is your old pal goofy and no one's here right now to take your call so yep call back later or leave a message even better Right, so let's talk a little bit about this Disney Do Not. Alan, do you want to explain a little bit more about where this has come from? Um, yeah, well, basically with um, Mouse Vent, what I've been talking about for the past 15 days. Six, 16 days, <laughs> <laughs> we on. Yeah, 16 days. Um, is, is top tips. Basically, a lot of people submitted on Facebook for us um, what they would say was their top tip, and we shared them with everyone over yep. the previous days. And it just started to make me think, well, what about the do nots? Like, what should you not do? Try not to do when you go to Disney. And I had a quick search on the internet to see if there's any other list. There, there was a list of about 100 and, 150 or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to bore you to, to fall asleep, unless we've already done that. Um, so I've reduced it down to a handful of do not items items that I would consider very important and I think Adam would probably agree. Yeah, so these are the ones that you kind of narrowed the 101 down to to sort of, what, list of 15 or so? I don't know, I've not counted them yet. <laughs> I'll that one in later. 18, there you go, there's 18 on the list. So, do you want to start off with the first one then? Yeah. Um, no problem. Do not forget your parental responsibilities. Yeah. Obviously, if, if, you, if you are a parent and you've got any children... You've got to remember that you're you're a parent there. You've got to control your children. <laughs> They're still your kids. It's, you are there to have fun, but yeah. you've got to remember that you've got duties to do. Um, yeah. Now, it, there's probably people now going, well, of course there is. Of course your parent responsibilities. What a stupid rule to, to give. But I think you're dead right with this, and I, I, I've kind of experienced it. I don't know whether... I'm probably not the only one here who quite often will, will walk through... Uh, the town or or we're at certain locations and things and you suddenly see these kids just doing stuff and you're just like why are their parents letting them do that i don't get it my child would never do that because i'd never let them but yet you see these kids just doing stuff and you just think well how on earth are they doing that and the same thing kind of happens in disney parks as well um you know one thing i really hate honestly and it drives me at the wall is when you've got a um part of the queuing system isn't uh, isn't sort of solid and you've got ropes and things like that and there's kids who swing on them and basically start hitting them against you while you're in a queue oh man like it it really does quite irritate me or even like with those tensor barriers or maybe maybe i'm relating this more to um my local post office here yeah when the kids start jumping on them tensor barriers yeah like the seatbelt material just uh, whips back, yeah, and then the, the the metal bars are flopping all over the place because the kids are climbing on them. Yeah, we're, we're trying to point out we're not, we're not miserable, but there are times, <laughs> you know. And I think also um, as well when you have kind of you've you've been sat waiting for the parade for a long, 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 long time, and you suddenly think it's all right for your child to just come and sit right in front of everybody else who's been waiting for the past half an hour and block everybody's view. Um, and I get that children, you know, it, they're smaller children, etc. But you've also got to take that responsibility of making sure your child is sat in a place where they're not suddenly sat in front of somebody else's kid who now can't see because you've decided you're going to sit there and it's just tough. 
Um, maybe your, your solution should be that as a parent with responsibilities, you should get your child into that position early on. Or, or I just suggest you don't take your child with you. That is a good solution. I had to put it in because I know someone's probably sitting there going, no, he doesn't take his child. Well, that's a bit loud. I'll turn that down a bit. Um, right, so let's get to the next one. Do not forget to listen to your kids in the day's planning. I think this is, again, really important. Um, this idea of you are a grown adult and quite often, you know, you can go for hours and hours and hours. You're in a Disney park, you're a massive fan, you're a big old geek, and as far as you're concerned, if you are out of the park for for even 30 seconds, you've wasted part of your day. Um, I think Juz has always, uh, there's a story Juz has always told where he went to Disney World, basically, and they went for it good and proper, and it wasn't until one of his kids caused a protein spill in the park that they finally realised they'd overdone it and they had to slow down, they had to calm down, they had to leave. Um, and I think it's always important, like you say, to bring your kids into the planning for what's going on. You know, um, Legoland's now open, so one of the questions to ask Harry was, do you want to go to Legoland for the day? And he was like, yes, I definitely want to go to Legoland for the day. Uh, and listening to that, him, he wants to do that, so we're going to make sure that's included because that's something that he'll want to do. I'm not fussed about Legoland. We go to the one in Windsor and it's absolutely fine, but... Um, he likes Legoland and it'll be another version of with some slightly different things and so I think that's important that we make sure we include those things in I don't know your yours were probably a little bit too young were they for, to, in, to be involved in the planning last time you went or I would say yes and no um, my youngest definitely she would have been what one and a half or one yeah I can't remember um, but Imogen um, I think she was about four and a half and she said because obviously we did the whole planning and looking on YouTube and seeing all the different rides and she she didn't want to do Big Thunder Mountain. Right. She wanted to do Splash Mountain. She didn't want to do Big Thunder Mountain. Okay. And I just don't get the, the comparison there at all because <laughs> I would do it the other way around. Yeah. But we decided to try and force her onto Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. By not telling her what the ride was that we were queuing for. And as soon as she realised when we got to the train... Yeah. It just all kicked off. Yeah, we had a similar thing, except for we we got Harry on the train, uh, <laughs> and it started to move, and that was the point where he went, "I don't like this." But it was my fault because he did say, "Oh, look, it looks just like Thomas and Percy." I went, "Yes, it's just like Thomas and Percy." Then they carry carriages, and he was like, "Oh, yes, I want to go on that." And then, yeah, so at least yours kicked off before I got onto it. Mine just clung on for dear life. Or the whole but luckily, the cast members escorted my father-in-law out the ride with them oh so he was the one that was playing yeah. up was he right oh, okay me, me? <laughs> no he took Imogen out yeah and as as me and Catherine then continued on to the ride and had yeah. a great time met him at the entrance again and they said here you are here's some fast passes to go straight onto the oh, ride oh brilliant that's good so it's almost like unofficial parent swap uh, number three then do Can not to quickly say something go here. on obviously my uh, recording studio that I usually go into which is dead down at Echoey yeah. My house is now stripped out, and my wife has just come into the front door after a weekend away in London, so she's going to barge into the front room in a second. Oh, excellent. Hi, Catherine. Uh, the third one got here. Do not buy cheap shoes. Okay. Um, I'm going to add something to, to this. Do not buy cheap shoes, but also do not take brand new shoes. Um, That's true. That is true. The, the whole cheap shoes, I can't agree more. Um, I find... I found I've kind of I've not that I've done my shoe research as such. I've not taken some of them. They're better than those. On day one, I wore these, and day three, um, the most comfortable 
shoe manufacturer, and they're no way affiliated with whatsoever, is Skechers. I honestly yes. find Skechers so comfortable. I've got a pair of Skechers flip-flops. Hello. Hello, Catherine. There we go. Um, I've got a pair of Skechers flip-flops that I have worn on. I think they've now gone through two Disney holidays, and have walked me around the park for hours and on end. And are still in perfectly good condition. I quite happily wear them again. Uh, I've, um, I will, I will search out sketches. They're not the cheapest, I know, but they are so comfortable and they last. Um, I don't know. Have you got kind of a, a certain pair of shoes that you will always take with you? Um, the thing is, one of the things with, um, I've, I've worn other shoes as well, and I've worn kind of trainers and stuff like that, and I've. I've I've also seen people make the mistake of of wearing brand new shoes. They've not worn them in. Uh, they've not taken them out of the box, and they've taken them and think, "Yeah, brand new shoes. Oh, I can wear these around the park, walking maybe five or six miles a day. That's not a problem." And I haven't really thought about it at all, and have basically ended up with blisters on the back of their feet within the first day, and suddenly they're you know they're in trouble for the rest of the holiday because they haven't thought about bringing stuff for blisters. Um, so uh, definitely buy decent shoes and make sure they're not brand new. You've worn them in a little bit. Um, moving down to number four, do not buy the pricey bottled water in the parks. Now, um, Disney have been using, I believe, smart water for some time now. And uh, one of the things uh, with that is it's quite expensive. Now, if you've got on the dining plan and you've got your snack credits, it's not necessarily so bad, although there are other things that are worth buying that aren't, uh, that, that are better value for money than a bottle of water. But one of the things that we've done in the past, certainly, and if we have a car, we'll do again in the future, is to go to Walmart, nip to Walmart, and uh, buy yourself a load of drink that you can take into the park with you. Even if you just take a bottle of water with you to the parks, um, they, uh, Disney will quite happily uh, give you sort of ice water and stuff, and you'll be able to refill your bottle with things like that. So that's definitely not a problem that's, uh, that you can certainly do. But that kind of links with uh, a little bit of the next one, which is uh, do not get dehydrated. Um, one of the big worries, obviously, walking around the park all day is you're going to get yourself really uh, hot. You're going to be in and out of the sunshine. You're not necessarily going to drink as much as you want to. Um, and uh, staying dehydrated uh, is very, very important. And one of the things I found for that is um, Gatorade and I don't buy bottles of Gatorade but I buy a big tub of powdered Gatorade and what it's really good for is just keeping you hydrated through the day and I would usually fill one up in the uh, the night before and put a bottle of frozen a bottle of Gatorade in the freezer so the next morning it's frozen so it'll actually stay cold throughout the day and will slowly gradually defrost and, and have a nice cold drink with you I also have uh, it cooler as well so i can drink it straight away but is there anything you use alan that um useful for, for dehydration um water just water just generally water Gen- general hyd- hydro water hydro no water. um i've got a bit of a story to be honest go then went with my parents years ago yeah i'm um, probably about 1990 i was about 14 years old 13 14 years old and i just wasn't used to the heat at all yeah and i personally i don't drink a lot of liquid you know, I'll, my wife will drink pints of water. Yeah. I'd have to add the water in there. Um, all day long, I'll maybe drink two or three cups. You know, I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. Now, when we went to Florida with my parents, it was sort of mad hot, height of summer, and I just totally flaked out. You see, I got to the point where I was having to rest my head on 
on my mum's arms. I was like hanging. I was dropping down. I just couldn't do it. And then obviously they realised what the problem was. So we started to drink lots of lemonade. Lemonade was quite good. It was quite refreshing. It was like a lemony taste, not the fizzy sprite stuff that we get here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so that was that was quite good for dehydrating. But generally, I would say lots of sips of water. Really, every time you pass a water fountain, have a squirt at one of them. Have a squirt at one of them. Why are you? Why are you, pet? <laughs> have a have a squirt at one of them. Um, so don't get dehydrated. That's important. Now this one. Why have you Why have you put this one? Do not buy a balloon on the first day. Now there there is the. Two theories on this one. Yeah, go on. You've, you've, you've got into the park. You're on Main Street. Well, yeah. assume we're on, face, on uh, Facebook. Oh, God, I'm, I'm going crazy. Assume, assume the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. You're going up Main Street. You see the balloon seller. Yeah. Don't buy it straight away. Yeah. Because you, you've now sort of almost jinxed yourself. You know, you're having to carry around something that's like a, a burden. That's true. Um. My sort of viewpoint on having it on the first day, I, I, I maybe sort of said, maybe should have said put that on, don't buy it too early on the first day. Um, I can understand you're going to, from as a UK point of view, you're yeah. going to have it in the hotel room and yeah. that's where it's going to stay for a week or two yeah. weeks or three weeks if you're really rich. Um, <laughs> however, I did buy one for my daughter. Yeah. And you're going to have this problem if you stop at Animal Kingdom Villas. Yeah. You're not allowed balloons on site. That is a very good point, and a point I haven't even considered. We we bought the balloon, brought it back to the hotel, and you had to check it in with concierge, with the option to then remove it when you leave. That's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. Um, also, um, the thing is with with them is they they literally do they stand in the corner of your room for days on end. You have them for that first day; it's all great, and then. They just sit there and sit there. I'm kind of intrigued what people think the optimum day is for you to buy a um, a balloon. Because if you buy them too close to the end, you then have to deflate them to stick them in your suitcase because <laughs> you can't keep them inflated on an aeroplane. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure what, what you would class, we could class as the optimum time. If you're local to the, the parks, you know, you might want to buy it on the last day so you can take it back home. Yeah, that's fine. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what you would class as being an optimum time to get them. I'd be intrigued to see what people have got to say about that. If you're going to buy it, buy it later on in the day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Plus, plus they've also got some light-up balloons as well at night time. Mm-hmm. Have you seen them? No, I've heard about them, but I hadn't seen them. No, actually, they did. Yes, they did have them. Yes, I have seen them. Just trying to think whether I've seen them or not, but I have. Yeah, definitely. Quite cool. Okay, let's move on to do not miss your time slot on ADRs and fast passes. Do you want to explain a little bit more about this one? Um, well, over the past year, I think it is that they've, they've tightened down a lot on ADRs and fast passes yeah. with time slots. Really um, we, when we were there last time, had an ADR at Le Cellier, yeah, and we missed it by 15 minutes. And because Le Cellier is a popular place to get ADRs. Yes. One lucky to get it in the first place, but two that we were fifty minutes late, they were not impressed at all. And I, I've never experienced the sort of no we can't do it sort of approach. Everything tends to be oh there's nothing's too much trouble to happen. Yeah. But if you miss your ADR time slot, 
there's yeah. a good chance that you might actually get rejected. There is and fast, fast passes, similar sort of scheme. Used to be that you used to have to turn up after your time slot. In the like, past, though, it wasn't necessarily as bad. It used to let you in and you used with it. Yeah. Uh, whereas now, it's not the case. They're very, very strict uh, with yeah. regards to what you can and can't get away with, uh, etc. So I'm just yeah, thinking now also with the cancellation policies on ADRs. If you actually yeah. missed your ADR time slot, could you actually get charged the cancellation fee? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, I would guess that they would still charge you for that now. So, yeah, so so I would guess so. It would be interesting to find out what the actual time period of that would be. You know, if you're half an hour late, do you reactivate your time slot? That's a very, very good point. I know with your fast pass pluses and stuff, you can change your time slots up to up to that time, and you can alter things if you decide you're not going to do this and that and the other. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with regards to that. I don't think once you've missed it, I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to allow you to just um, just jump in another one because you missed that one. Uh, do not me- miss the chance to buy that souvenir you always wanted. Now this is another interesting one. Why have you um, Why have you put this one down? Um, again, it's a bit like the sort of buying the balloon. You sort of walk into the Magic Kingdom. You, I like to go up Main Street slowly. You go into yeah. the art gallery yeah. and you see a nice poster of Ariel the Mermaid or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, that would look really nice in our hallway. I'm not going to buy it now. Obviously, I've got to go and do some crazy rides. Oh, holiday, yeah. And then on the way back out, you, you might pop in and see it again. Oh, I'll get it in a few days' time. And then the few days turns into the two weeks and then you're on the way home and you've missed your chance. I always find, not necessarily that I've missed my chance, I always remember about what it is that I want and then forget yeah. uh, where it was that I saw it. Um, we saw a lovely um, retro-style vase in, I think it was a gift shop that's underneath um, Spaceship Earth. Right, okay. Um, and I couldn't can't remember the name of the actual artist that did it. I think the reason it was someone kidney, maybe it's Kevin Kidney. Yeah, I'm, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and I thought it's really nice. It's a quite a contemporary sort of square-shaped pottery vase. I love it. And then the two weeks went, and the sort of thought of actually buying some some pottery to send via the airmail. Yeah, doesn't really excite us. No, no, definitely not. There was another one that I fancied, which was like letters that were cut out or made of um, I'm, I'm guessing clay or something to make the word fantasy land or yeah. tomorrow land um, you might have seen them I think they yeah. were made by a guy called Dave Avenizio or I'm, I'm rubbish with names <laughs> yeah, I've noticed <laughs> these are all coming off the top of my head to be honest literally and, coming off the top of your head and you know once you miss your chance to get them it's not that easy to actually get them unless you've got a friend that is going back and you're giving someone else the responsibility yeah. of your misfortune. That's true. Not everybody has a good old friend who has, spends a long time out there and can bring stuff back for you. Yeah. He's going to have some very heavy bags. He's going to have some very, very heavy bags. Um, all right, let's uh, move on. Otherwise, we're here forever. Uh, do not arrive into the park as an adult. What? Do, uh, now, I, I kind of think I know what you mean by this, but do you want to explain a little bit more? Yeah, Um I think if, if you go to Disney generally as a, an adult, you know, if you've, you've got your high-powered job and you're a serious businessman or, yeah. and you go to the park with that mindset, 
the little whimsical things that happen are not going to entertain you. Yeah. However, if you go more set going on, you will. Uh, you're playing piano in the background. I was. I was just playing a bit, a bit of piano for you there. Yeah. And um, you, if you sort of a bit more open-minded, you know, it is not an adult theme park, although there is stuff there for adults to do. Yeah. It, it's more about sort of experiencing stuff with a bit more wonderment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, the thing is, there are people who go in who are very serious and, and will be like, I'm not going to let this uh, get to me. My dad's yeah. one of them. You know, he's like, well, Disney, you know, I'll come because I have to. I'll come because you take my grandson and I want to see him there, etc. And then he gets there and you can see it takes him a while to give in, but eventually he does. Uh, we also had some friends we took with us who'd never been to Disney before. And one of the first ones was, oh, we'll take them to a character breakfast and we'll start off at... Um, Crystal Palace and Eeyore came across and I've got a fantastic picture of his face with this donkey cuddling him and it's, it's brilliant because you can see he's like I'm, I'm going to be grumpy I'm not going to enjoy this and I'm going to be like why is this happening to me why is this going on um, and then as the holiday came around you just saw gradually more and more as it sort of it, it hit him and he understood more and more about what was going on um, so you know I think um, you know it, it you gotta gotta go there knowing full well that this is going to be something a little bit different, you know. And you can you can be a bit of a kid, although you got to yeah, remember you're yeah. still responsible for your own kids. But you can go in and be a bit of a kid and enjoy yourself, and it's not a problem. If if you, I'm going to be careful to say this, but you know, if, if you went to a restaurant in the UK, yeah, and then all of a sudden some guy comes walk walk around the table dressed up as a cow, yeah, you're not going to. Like, fling your arms around the person and die for a photograph. No. However, on a similar sort of parallel, you do it at Disney. Yeah. You do it at Disney because you can. Yeah. And it's all right, and it's accepted, and it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, it's not a problem you're doing it at Disney. But, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily... Yeah, you're right. If you go to a football ground and you see a mascot, you wouldn't necessarily be jumping out of the mascot. No. And, and giving a big hug. Can I have your autograph, please? Yeah. Please, can I have your autograph? Please, oh, please, oh, please. Uh, do not forget your park map on entry is the next one. Um, so, yeah, park map, really important. Uh, although, ne- not necessarily as important now, we've got uh, My Magic Plus. Um, yeah. And all of your My Disney Experience apps. So, it might not be as important, but still certainly quite important with regards to if you've not got any of those things. Uh, Disney Parks can be... Plus. If you are sorry, if you're using your, your iPhone for the map, I'll yeah. say do not forget to turn do roaming not. off. That's a very good point. Yeah, do not forget to turn your roaming off. We'll come to iPhones in a minute, um, but certainly, like Animal Kingdom is the biggest, um, biggest park, and you don't want to get lost in Animal Kingdom because everything looks the same. It's just trees everywhere. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you end up getting lost in there. You, you've really had it basically by that point. So uh, do not forget that. Um, where are we? Do not try and do it all in one day. This is something that you wrote down. Do not try and do it all in one day. Do you want to explain again a little bit more? About Personally, what, I, I think that goes without saying. You know, it, it is such a, a mammoth project, isn't yeah. it, Will? Yeah. Do you really want to try and fit it all in one day? I know if, if you've got sort of limited time, you're going to try and cram as much as you can. But yeah. realistically, you're going to have a much better time there if you don't do it all in one day. Unless 
you have a look at a touring plan that does it all in one day. Yeah, and then you can try and use a touring plan and get as much of it done as you possibly can. But yeah, you're right. Doing it all in one day will never happen. Never in a million years will you get it all done in one day and enjoy the entire experience as you're doing it. It will never happen. Um, yeah, as much as yeah, you'd yeah, like to. Spend the next few days with um, ice on your feet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, next few days, just recovering, basically. Uh, last few, let's just go through them. Uh, do not carry one item in a bag at park entry. That, that's that's a, a brilliant thing. That's, it, my wife, Yeah, she always carries a bag. She needs to carry a bag. Yeah. And what, what have you got in your bag? Oh, I've got my purse. And what else? Um, park maps. Yeah. Suntan cream. Oh, fair enough. You, you need your suntan cream. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but when you actually sort of try and break down what you need to carry around the park, or well, one, if you, if you carry a bag into the park, you've got to go into the special queue to get your bag That's checked. That's right. And that queue at park entry is a nightmare. Yeah. It, you know, you, you can add another 20 minutes potentially before you get into the park if it's if it's really bad time. Yeah. Plus, it is almost like a sort of millstone around your neck at times. When you're going on some rides, you don't want your bag on you. No. Um, and my my viewpoint, maybe I can get away with this being a man with just a wallet in my pocket. I that's all I need. But there are also um, rides you can't take stuff on with. Yeah, you know, it's not just about whether or not you you want it. You know, there are some attractions, not necessarily in Disney, but certainly places like Universal, where you have to have them in a locker. Um, yeah, and that's a real pain. What happens when you go on to Tower of Terror? Because I've never been on that. Uh, one. Tower of Terror, you can take bags on with you. Can you? All right. Yeah, yeah you can take bags. That's not a problem. Um, uh, do not lose your iPhone. <laughs> Surely this is just common sense for everybody. Yeah, but it's so easily done. <laughs> Have you lost your iPhone in a park? I'll, I'll, I left mine in my bag. Ah. Uh, I left the bag in the in the hotel room. Right. And uh, my wife said that I had to take my bag to start carrying stuff around the parks. Ah. And we left it on the bus. Ah. And lost your iPhone. Lost my iPhone. <gasps> In America as well. However, I will say that Disney's lost property service is amazing. And they and found it, didn't they? Two days later, they did ring me up and tell me exactly Ooh, where it was. Oh, that was lucky. You are a very, yeah. very lucky boy. I'd been literally five weeks into a new contract as well. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> uh, so, so don't lose your iPhone. Do not wait until your kids are old enough. <clears throat> no, yeah. I couldn't agree with this more. Honestly, uh, within the first two years of Harry's life, he'd been to Disneyland Paris twice, he'd been on a Disney cruise, and he'd been to Disney World. Um, yeah. And I do not regret taking him on any of them. Because he had, in his own way, in his own small, young way, he enjoyed every minute of it. Every single moment that he was there, he loved it. Um, and I still, to this day, will say that I think that the trip to Disney World when he was two was what helped him to start to speak. Yeah. Because he didn't really say very much at all. Uh, and while we were talking, I was just trying to find the audio of some of the first words that he spoke because we managed to get it, managed to record it so you could hear it, but I can't find it. Um, he just started to, all the colours and everything that he saw, you know, he took it in. You could tell that he took it in. You could see that he took it in. Um, and I think 
you know, for anybody, I know that people are saying, oh, but it's a hassle to take them over on a plane and all this and all that and the other. When you see their faces when they're in the park, it makes a whole world of difference. It really doesn't, you know, there's no such age as, age as making your kids old enough. I hear people I work with who say, oh, I'm, I think I might take my kids to, to Disney World now. They're seven and nine. Do you think they're old enough? Yeah. And you think, well, yeah, they were old enough about seven and nine years ago. Not quite, but, you know... Um, you're not going to get those opportunities again to take them when they're young and for them to experience it and be able to see it. It's not going to happen. Um, so unless you go out and do it now, you know, you're going to miss out on all those years of the nice things that they're going to get to enjoy at Disney World. And the other thing is, obviously, it's the more years that you put it off, the yeah. more expensive it becomes. That's true. Because um, traditionally the price keeps increasing. Now, my brother, he kept saying that his kids were too young to go. Yeah. And now his kids are 18 and 21. <laughs> now they're too old to go. Yeah, um, but the other thing was sort of you saying about taking a two-year-old. Yeah. We took Imogen when she was two years old. Yeah, and the added bonus was you don't have to pay for a, a seat on the aeroplane. No, and um, you don't have to pay for park entry. No, that's true. So you, you start to save quite a bit of money by taking them quite young. Yeah, you do save a small fortune uh, quite often, uh, and I'm just I, I'm desperate to find the sound of Harry when he. Um, when he first started talking, and I really cannot find it. I don't think this is it. Hang on a second. Oh, no, that's definitely not it. <laughs> that was him, yeah. He just burst well, into song. Uh, well, is this it? is the same. When we went, we stopped at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's not it. And that's not it either. Right, um, I don't know what's happened to that then. Oh, that's annoying. I thought I had it recorded over it like an old Betamax video. Today. Yeah, no, I've not recorded it. I've definitely got the audio file somewhere, but I can't find where that is. Um, so let's go to... Uh, do not forget to pack your light ones and ear hats. So why have you yeah. got this one on here? Because I'm tight. But I always bring back my light ones every year for the kids. You know, when you go to the parade and you see all the other kids with their sparkly light ones. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them, buzz light ears spinning around and yeah. stuff. Um, why buy a brand new one every single year? It is a good point. It's a very good point, you know. Because you only use them two or three nights of the year. Yeah, it's a very good point. You don't need to, do you? No. So my my viewpoint is we bring them back every year. Um, Do not forget (laughs) sunscreen. Again, an important one. You don't want to be burning... You don't want to be ruining your, the rest of your vacation by forgetting to rub some cream on. And also the health benefits of protecting your skin from UV rays. Okay, and do not wait for it to rain before you buy your poncho. Yep. Um, when it rains, everyone rushes to the poncho shop. And if I was Disney, I would start doubling the price of the ponchos when it's raining. I don't think they but do, but it, it would be, wouldn't make sense to do that, wouldn't it? Yeah. But... Um, the thing is, you know, if, if you buy from Walmart or even in the UK, you can probably buy them from Pound Stretcher in the UK. Yeah. Um, they cost you next to nothing. Yeah, they do. They don't cost you You wait until it's raining, you go, oh, I need to get something to protect myself. And you go in the park, it's probably going to cost you, and I'm guessing at these prices, it's probably going to cost you about $7 a poncho. Somewhere around that, I would think, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, it's going to cost, yeah, it's going to cost you a good, a good fortune because they've got Disney printed on them. Yeah, you know, because they've got Disney printed on them, then suddenly that's a license. That is a license to print money. So uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. Except you've got the one that says pound stretcher all over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, well, do you know what we've we've hit 
uh, close to an hour for today's show. Um, so what I'm going to, I'm going without even consulting Alan, I am going to make an executive decision, and we're going to hold back our ten uh, must eats for next show when we've got Chris back. Because it does seem weird for us to do a food item without Chris. <laughs> let's be fair. That is um, true. So you know he needs to be here to put his his ten pence worth in. So we'll wait and we'll we'll definitely hold off and we'll do that when he's back. Uh, but uh, there is a, a list of the, the Disney don'ts. Uh, one thing as well before we go, before we move on. Uh, we've not heard from many people recently with regards to our Disney Book Music Quiz. And um, I'm aware that we haven't pushed it recently, so I wanted to play it again. Just to remind you, this is um, three tracks that you will be able to hear. Um, can, I, can I add something quickly? Go on, go on. I have cancelled my US number. Ah, and there is a reason for that. Oh, go on then. I was getting four or five voicemails a day. Not from listeners, but from debt collection agencies. <laughs> chasing random people that I've never heard of. Oh, there you go then. Um, so I thought, well, why, why should I pay for this number to just get spammed? Okay, so well, I have cancelled that number for the moment. But we'll have a new one coming up, so that's fine. The new one you soon. can still ring uh, the British one, 01212882748. That's fine, you can still do that. You can also email us your suggestions as to what you think these three are. We want basically what the song is and what it's from. So just listen carefully, we're going to play it for you. Here it is. So that's it. So listen once more. I'm going to play it once more. Right, it's so that is what it is. It is a toughie. We might have to start giving some cryptic clues, I think, soon. But uh, it is really a toughie, that one. I'm going to play it once more. This is a, it is tough. There you go. So what is that from? What three does that make up to create a song? Just give it a guess. Give it a guess and see what you think. So send us an email, podcast at disneybrit.com. Um, and uh, you can ring us, say, 0121 um, 2782748. Right, I think... That's the end of the show, which means... There you go. Bit of Enchanted there. So, uh, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you for joining me, Alan. No problem, any time. As we take a little bit of a look through the Disney Don'ts, and as we uh, we look at all that bits of news and pieces uh, from Walt Disney World. If you are out there and you have had the chance to um, enjoy... Uh, some of the magic uh, my magic plus or the magic bands that sort of stuff do let us know uh, you can of course go over to facebook which is facebook.com forward slash disney brit and you can uh, like us you can have comments there you can go over to our twitter at disney brit and you can of course email us radio at disney brit.com or podcast at disney brit.com either are fine uh, do continue to please review us on itunes and don't forget mouse meets is coming next may in uh, manchester tickets are now on sale and have been selling well so if you're thinking about coming go over to mousemeets.co.uk you'll be able to find out all the information with regards to um, all the mousemeets stuff and where you can get hold of your tickets for the event so please do make sure you do that and as we've already said you can contact us via voicemail you can do it from uh, the US if you want to or uh, you can do it from the UK and it's 0121 288 We will be back tomorrow for another mouse vent. We will be back in two weeks' time for another Disney Brit radio show. And if it's the first time you've heard us, please do give us a a try again a little bit later on uh, in a couple of weeks' time when the next show comes out. Uh, Is that everything? Have I forgotten anything, Alan? That sounds like you've covered everything for the moment, apart from... Apart from? If if you're just a Disney Brit listener, not a mouse vent follower, 
I think we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and hope you have a good New Year. Yeah, definitely. So if you're just listening to the podcast, yeah, Merry Christmas, one and all. And we will see you um, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we'll have another edition of the show to bring with you, where I will bring, actually, a review, because I'm very excited. On the 29th of December, I am going to Birmingham to see uh, Disney Fantasia live on stage, which is the, the Fantasia and Fantasia 2000 played by um, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, accompanying the actual visuals from the film. So I'm very excited about that. So I'll talk about that. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So thank you very much for joining us. We will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Unless you're listening to Mouse Vent, then we'll see you tomorrow. See you then. certainly help me next time I'm at the mouse. Thank you for listening to Disney Brit's Mouse Vent. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for more. Yeah.